Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hi, friends, and welcome back to She Coaches Coaches. I've got another special guest episode here for you today. I am interviewing Emmy Wu of Emmy Wu Media. She's a media specialist, and she helps people develop and express themselves and their brand through video. If you haven't heard of her, let me tell you just a little bit more. She helps her clients translate what they do into video strategy, and not just any video, but videos that people love to watch. When you're authentic and you've created intentional messaging that aligns with you and who you are at your core, you reach more people, you empower more lives, and you create way more impact. She comes from a two-decade film career, and she's rubbed shoulders with brands like Paramount Pictures, MGM, Subaru, and Real Housewives. Emmy brings this, her real big screen storytelling experience to your business. Now, she's been on this podcast before. She was on for episode 46, and I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Emmy is a woman of substance and heart. And when she talks, people want to listen. And part of her gift is teaching others to do the same. So like I said, she's the first time I've had a guest on twice, but I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. What you don't know from our original episode is that the conversation went on much longer and I decided it was going to be way better for us to have a separate conversation And I wanted you to be able to hear it too. So we're meeting again, and I am super excited to have her back. Today, we're talking about your personal strengths, leveraging your strengths, and using archetypes to improve your video messaging. So let's dive in. Welcome back, Emmy. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me again. Wow, you just give the most beautiful introductions. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So tell me all about archetypes and how you use them with video. Yeah. So 
over the course of helping a lot of business owners, a lot of coaches to really show up on video and with myself, I noticed that along the way we have blocks. <laughs> so it might be as simple and obvious as, you know, I'm just afraid to put myself out there. I'm afraid of judgment. I'm afraid of what people are going to say. Those are actually the easy ones. The ones that are more insidious are the ones that are rippling beneath the surface. So we don't quite realize that they're there, but oftentimes these blocks can come up through our actions and how we might actually self-sabotage. And so I create this framework to help my audience, help my clients and students to clearly understand for themselves where they might be stopping themselves, where they might be sabotaging themselves and really showing up. And then how to anchor into the light archetypes so that they have a direction for where then to go. So what kind of blocks do you see most often? And now, I, and I agree with you, you know, these surface ones, it's just a matter of doing a little bit of thought work and working out the kinks and getting a little bit of practice. But this, and I, and I kind of hesitate to use it, these subconscious blocks, because I don't fully believe that they're subconscious. I think that they're always there, but because they're under the surface, maybe we don't see them. We're not as aware of them. So talk about your experience with that and what kind of blocks do you notice? Yeah. Oh, this is such a great question because I feel like the biggest blocks are the ones that actually have to do with our own self-value. So this can look like not actually valuing our own voice and our own opinions and being able to share them truthfully and boldly because we're so afraid of the backlash. Or potentially some people may have had a childhood where there was always a parent saying, you can't do that. You have to do it this way. And over time, that creates this imprintation on our consciousness that we're not allowed to do certain things or we can only do things certain way. Uh, and that can have huge lasting impacts as we're trying to grow our business, as we're trying to put ourselves out there. You know, this process really should be joy, uh, joyous and fun. So you actually look forward to doing it and can be consistent in doing it. But if there's this underlying belief that your voice isn't worthy, who are you anyways to express that? That can really put big limitations on what we see as even possible for ourselves. Yeah. And it's interesting because I've been, I mean, as a coach, I always do my own personal work as well. And I've noticed that you are not enough voice. And so I do some work on that. And that's a pretty consistent thing. And then over the last couple of months, the other side of the coin has come in, not just that you're not enough, but that you're too much. You're too opinionated. You have too many ideas. And so you know, we think that those are different problems, but to me, they're actually like the mirror image of the same problem because the result is that we stop ourselves. We stop ourselves from talking. And the way that I see this happen with people that I work with, and I don't know if you see the same, is that they're the ones that it comes time for them to maybe post something on social media or send a newsletter to their email list, and they don't have anything to say. They're like intelligent, smart people with oodles of life experience and they're stuck. They've got nothing. Is that what you notice too? Absolutely. And, you know, I, 
I've even experienced that myself, you know, and that's why I'm so passionate about this work and so passionate about this framework. Um, when we believe that I have nothing to say, uh, often there is an underlying belief that it needs to be a certain way in order for what you say to be valid, to be accepted. Um, or like I mentioned before, there is some underlying belief of we're not worthy enough to express our ideas. Um, and you're exactly right. It's two sides of the same coin. And I think also, as you'll see with the archetypes, sometimes these fears and resistances can manifest in different ways for different people. Um, so one person might procrastinate, whereas another person might, you know, uh, just have a different outcome to it, but there is still that same underlying belief. And the reason why I love this framework so much is because no matter how that fear expresses itself, you can then start to get clear on what is that underlying root fear and then start to alchemize that, start to change that so you can change your outer behavior as well. Yeah. So using your framework, where do you start? How do you have clients begin? Yeah. So there's four archetypes, four light archetypes, I like to say, that helps you to anchor into your most beautiful, authentic, visible, magnetic self. But on the other side of that light, there is always shadow. And for most of us, uh, when I present this framework, they'll first see themselves in the shadow. And so as I go through these archetypes, I want to remind you to not have guilt about it. Don't shame yourself about it. We all have them like we're humans, right? And so what's important is that you're honest in identifying that, but then you can always change it too. You have the ability to have choice and sovereignty in how you move forward. And I think that's the beauty of it. So I guess a great place to start is with the first shadow archetype, and that's the prostitute. So the other side of prostitute is the lover archetype, and they first have to do with your being, your self-expression, your values, the very root of who you are. And when we compromise that, when we almost barter our values, what we believe in, our worthiness for acceptance from the tribe, then we are behaving in a prostitute archetype manner. So even the word archetype can, or prostitute can feel a little bit triggering for some people, but there's really value in this. So an archetype will say things like, well, how much does that cost? Or I can't afford to do that. Um, things where they're actually trading what they believe in so that they can be accepted, so that that transaction becomes easier. Whereas the lover archetype knows what they value. They're willing to trade anything for what they value because they stand in their worth. So the lover archetype, the light archetype, and for your listeners, as they're going through, um, listen to which light archetype you most resonate with. And don't overthink this. You know, some people will say, well, I might be this one and that one, and that's okay. We'll actually rotate through them throughout our lives, sometimes even throughout a day, <laughs> depending on what day it is. Um, but 
you'll have a gut pull towards one, maybe two of them. And so just know and trust that. And that can be your light archetype that you lean to, that you use as a model to then create your videos and go your visibility. So like I said, the lover's all about your values, right? And they act in complete alignment with what they value. And so lover archetypes are often coaches like you who help their clients to become and express the full versions of themselves. They can also be little expressions. So dance instructors, yoga instructors, um, even goldsmithing, jewelry making, all kinds of creative businesses can be lover archetypes. And so on camera, often I hear people say, I feel so stiff and robotic, like that doesn't even look like me on video. And perhaps because you are a lover archetype and you're actually not meant to be this like perfect, polished teaching person that you think you're supposed to be, but rather it's your authenticity and your rawness is what makes you magnetic. So if you ever have that hit of inspiration where you just feel like sharing a message on live video when it's completely unplanned, as a lover archetype, that actually works in your favor because your audience really feels you when you're in the groove of just being your most valuable expressed self. That's really cool. And I just, you know, as I'm listening to you, of course, I'm thinking, hmm, what's my archetype? But I want to remind the people that are listening to not get not allow yourself to get triggered by the shadow side. You know, the word prostitute does have connotations attached with it, but this is the place to just stay curious and open and notice the, you know, what happens when you hear that description, that description. The other thing here that occurs to me is it's easy for us to fall into self-judgment. And for a lot of us, that's, um, it's a safe place for us to go. Like, instead of staying curious, we'll fall into self-judgment. So then our inner critic just goes around and around and around and talks and talks and talks. So we can't even hear what's being said. So if you notice that, if you're noticing as these shadow archetypes are being described, this place where, oh, my inner critic's talking and talking, and I can hardly even hear, don't worry. Just hit pause as you're listening to this. Take a breath, relax, and remember that these are just concepts placed here to serve you and, and serve you in a way of your growth and to allow you to grow so you can serve more people too. So I just wanted to interject with that. Yeah, thank you. It's so, so important that we don't spiral into any of that shame or guilt because, you know, truly I, I'd be the first one to admit, you know, I got all four of them on some days. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we are human, right? And the point here is not to point the finger and say like, this is bad, but rather to create an opening. You know, why is that there? What's that inviting me to look at? And try that for a chance, you know, for a change in Instead of looking at it with self-criticism, how can we look at it with compassion, with curiosity, with an open heart? And, and really, this is what this work is about. Cool. So what's the next archetype that you want to talk about? Yeah. So the next archetype, the shadow is then the child and the light archetype is the sovereign. So once the lover has a 
established? What is it that you value? What are the things that are important to you? How will you express them into the world? The sovereign is the one that then decrees that to be so. The sovereign decides that that's what you're going to create in the world. And sometimes the shadow child archetype will come up. And I see this a lot, especially when it comes to video tech. The child archetype will throw up their hands and say, I can't do this. I can't figure it out. I need help, you know, or I'm not allowed to do this. I need permission before I'm able to really express myself. And if you notice that dialogue coming up, it's important to just pause. Whoa, you know, why is this dialogue coming up for me? And inquire, inquire in a loving and gentle way. Maybe I'm still holding on to something my father had told me years ago, but now I don't necessarily have to keep following that story. And you can anchor in to the light archetype of the sovereign who takes full responsibility for bringing the child's dreams to life. And so the sovereign has a clear vision. They make decisions with ease. They have this degree of self-mastery. Um, and they're natural teachers. They are natural sages who share their wisdom in a very natural way. And uh, businesses that are sovereigns are consultants, agencies, uh, event planners, wedding planners. I would say any business where we're helping to turn our clients' ideas and kind of chaos into a systematic either strategy or an order or a formula that they can follow, um, home organizers even for sure. And so on camera, the sovereign should really follow that natural instinct to be a teacher. So if you find yourself stumbling on camera, but if somebody says, asks you a question or says, you know, how do you do X and Y? And you naturally can answer that really easily. Chances are you have the sovereign archetype within you. So on camera, they tend to be poised. They tend to uh, have a natural way of teaching, of education, but they're not overly robotic, right? So there's still the sense of genuineness of humanity, um, but they're very anchored in being the teachers and the leaders of the community. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And so the sovereign is around planning and creating, creating order, basically creating order out of not necessarily chaos, but creating order in a way of moving forward. So are these people that are systems people that like that, organizing everything? They can be, although we're actually going to get into that archetype. <laughs> the sovereign is more still in the energetic realm, I guess I can say, where it's still the decision-making realm. It's still saying, this is what I decide that I'm going to do, um, as opposed to the future archetypes that we'll talk about. That's really about pulling raw materials and making stuff happen. Okay. So deciding, but not totally implementing yet. Correct. Exactly. Got it. All right. <laughs> it sounds like there's really, um, you know, not just that the place that I see these archetypes coming into play throughout a day, various archetypes with one individual is there seems like there's a, hmm, 
sort of a process attached to it. Like wherever you are, there might be one archetype that's stronger than another. And as you move on to the next phase of your life or the next phase of your day, it may come into play. Is that appropriate? I think so. I think that for many of us, we might have more shadow in one area of life or business, whereas we really flourish and excel in other parts of our business. So um, the thing that I love about this framework is it really helps you to see where you do shine um, and to lead with that, you know, to lean into your strengths, whereas it also helps us to identify where we do feel a bit of stuckness, perhaps, and, and also to allow a path for that energy to flow instead of always feeling like, why am I always bad at this? Why am I always stuck here? Why can't I do this? I need to do another thing. Um, and that really just perpetuates the whole cycle. So when we can take a step back and pause, redirect, that's when we can become really powerful in our business and minds. And then we can also use this as a place where that might be the place that we want more support in our business. Like if you're not really talented in that particular area, then as you get some help in your business, that might be the first place to be looking for some help instead of trying to do it all yourself. Absolutely. I think it's so important that we allow ourselves to ask for support. Um, you know, we don't, we don't have to be the one to hold everything together, even though sometimes as entrepreneurs, we think like we have to be the only one to do it. Um, but definitely asking for support, um, seeking, seeking support from the community, you know, rallying people behind your business, your cause can all be um, not only supportive for your own business, but also really supportive for other people too. Oh, for sure. Okay. So what's next? What's the third one? Oh, I love this third one so much. <laughs> so the third shadow archetype is the saboteur. Oh, the saboteur. If you've ever found yourself uh, self-sabotaging or saying, I can't see the way. I don't know how that works. I'm not going to invest until I know exactly what happens at A, B, and C, and D. You know, when, when our minds are always looking for that logical proof in order to substantiate a decision, even if that's what your lover values, that's when the saboteur is in action. So the saboteur will say, I need more evidence, I need more proof, more understanding, another certification, another training, all that kind of stuff, um, instead of anchoring into the magician. So the magician is the light archetype. And the magician, like the name says, is in charge of magic. It is in charge of turning raw materials, ideas, intuition, into matter in our 3D world. So anytime you get this spark of inspiration and say, aha, that's going to be my new lead magnet, or that's going to be my new offer. then that is when your magician archetype is being activated. And so the magician archetype is truly in charge of their physical world, and they take full responsibility for what they create. So they are not afraid of looking foolish if that is what their lover archetype believes in and values. And they certainly don't need all the maps and the roadmaps and the certainty and the step-by-step -step in order to make a decision. 
if again, that's something that they value and they want to create in their lives and in their business. So the first kind of archetype or business I think of when I think of the magician is, um, I don't know if you watched Game of Thrones, but Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> He's I'm not a uh, Game of Thrones person, but I know tons of people are. So, yeah. <laughs> so Tyrion Lannister is this character, um, very witty, very funny, but he has this knack for just saving the day at the 11th hour. And he has his magical ability to pull together resources, pull together people, pull together ideas to literally create magic. And we actually have this ability to do this in our business all the time. And so with the magician archetype on, uh, for businesses that are magician archetypes, they can be real estate agents because you're taking essentially the raw material of the house and telling the story of the home. Um, anybody where you're taking raw materials like chefs and food bloggers, um, I would say even also goldsmiths and jewelry making, uh, certainly coaches as well, where we're creating a transformation in our clients. Um, and your ability to magnetize your audience actually lies in your innate skills to woo your audience with your seemingly magical performance. So the way you pull things together is literally like magic to people. So for video, if you resonate with a magician archetype, uh, live demos, sharing a little bit of the behind the scenes of how you pulled together that magic, um, that's gonna be really captivating for your audience because not only are you letting them a little bit into your world, but you're also kind of teaching the process of how they can start to do that too. Hmm. What about like those time-lapse videos that I see all the time? Is that the same kind of thing? Like you, you know, you can see them start, I do yarn crafting stuff like knitting and crocheting. And sometimes I'll see this, they start and they just, just the beginning of that little project. And it's just so fast forward. And all of a sudden it's completely done. Is that the magician archetype? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love, I love time-lapses too. They're uh they're like, they're actually just photographs all seam together. And yeah, there's nothing like a great time lapse that literally just compresses and collapses time. <laughs> so just before we go on to the fourth, I want to make sure that everybody who's listening is thinking to themselves, okay, which one of these sounds most like me? And then, you know, earlier, Emmy said, choose one or two, but I would say just choose one. You know, just play with one, decide that one is closest to you and play with that and then see how it goes. You might have more than enough richness and ability to have that impact just using the one. And then if you want, then go and choose a second, but don't get yourself stuck in this trying to be a hybrid thing. We have so much more power when we just make a decision, one decision and then just go. And I don't think there's any wrong decision here by the sounds of it. What do you think? I love that. There is absolutely no wrong decision. And look at that. That was, that was like sovereign archetype right there. Make that decision, move forward with it, have confidence in your decision. Um, and I think what's core here is that if you feel a resonance with any one of them, that is 
your true self, like expressing yourself, wanting to come forth. And so you're right, Candy, there's no way that you can make a wrong decision. Um, and try it for a while. You know, if you are the lover archetype like me, uh, maybe the first few times you do that impromptu live stream feels really awkward. But the more you do it, the more you actually find your rhythm and your confidence within that model. Um, and the better you become at it. And then the better you become at it, the more you'll do it. And the more content you have, the more you magnetize your audience as well. Yeah. It's just a total win, right? Yeah, absolutely. So now let's take, let's take it back to the fourth. Tell me about this one. Yeah. So the final and fourth archetype is the victim. So the victim is a big one and it's one that I've definitely had to work through a lot myself in business. Um, Victims often feel like they don't have the right support. Why am I never supported? How come everybody else is further ahead, but I'm still here? Um, Why am I always alone? The interesting dynamic with the victim, though, is that they want to be seen, they want to be ahead, but then there's this part of them that also doesn't want to be a burden onto other people, or they don't want to ask for support. So then they almost get themselves into this vicious cycle where they want something, but then they don't give themselves permission to go claim it. So the light archetype to really help you move through this is the warrior. The warrior archetype is really the enforcer and protector of boundaries. And so oftentimes when we feel like we aren't supported, it could be that you actually do need support. It could be that you actually do need to hire a VA and and some other team to really help you to do the extra things in your business that you don't want to do or you can't do. And so the warrior is all about finding a way and they will stick to it. And they make decisions, they'll stick to them. The sovereign's already said, you know, that's what I'm going to create. And so the warrior will then rally the people, the team, the resources, the email responders to set up those boundaries and allow you to have the space to really create something that's meaningful and and that's beautiful and that matters for you. So uh, businesses that are warrior archetypes are nonprofits, um, consultants and agencies. Uh, I would also say like VAs and social media managers and executive assistants because they're helping to create these boundaries uh, for their clients. And warriors are amazing at getting people behind a message, getting people behind a cause. And they're natural ralliers. Um, They don't even have to try. And the unique thing about the warrior archetype is because they're so great at calling in people, calling in community, building this alliance, essentially, that they can almost leverage their network, almost like currency. So what I mean by this is you can actually, if you're a warrior uh, archetype, you can actually do interviews like this interviews our warrior archetype video, um, leveraging the power of your community, of your team, in order to help you to create content and to help you put your message out there. As well as with warrior archetypes, uh, you're natural at pulling together 
you know, the resources and teams, et cetera, behind the scenes. So sharing your processes, how you do that can really be eye-opening and inspiring for your audience as well. Mm. Yeah. And as you're talking about this and this rallying people around you, it reminds me of people who create these summits, you know, large groups of people that come together each with their own message and they create something bigger than themselves. You know, I mean, mostly in an event format, but still the power of pulling people together is much more than any one individual could do themselves. So interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So interviews for warriors and Mm -hmm. other places where you're bringing people into community. So these people who do a wonderful job of leveraging in a really powerful Facebook group, that would be a place that you would see warrior archetypes thriving as well. Absolutely. Interesting. Cool. I've loved this. Is there anything else that we should know about these four archetypes before we wrap it up for today? Well, I think what you mentioned a moment ago is spot on, you know, trust your gut with the one that speaks to you the most and try it on, right? We won't know until we actually put ourselves out there and try it. Um, and you know, if you're a warrior, then that makes it a little bit easier. You can do an interview and you don't have to be speaking on video by yourself. And at the same time, allow yourself to take that risk, to stretch yourself, to be a little bit uncomfortable because we don't know what's on the other side of that discomfort. And that's usually what the brain is saying, like red alert, red alert, we don't know what's gonna happen. And so that's why we'll stop ourselves. But if you take that chance and you do that impromptu live stream and share that message that's been on your heart, maybe you do an interview with somebody that's been important in your business or your life growth, start with one piece, really commend yourself for putting yourself out there and take those little steps forward because it truly is in taking those many little steps that you create huge momentum over time. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more been thinking about this, you know, that very first step is always the most difficult, the fourth or fifth or 40th or 50th step, not nearly as difficult as going from zero to one. And so I think that, you know, the big win is just get started. And pretty soon, it will gather momentum. This has been so great. I'm really, uh, I'm really pleased that we got a chance to talk about this. And the adding the depth of the shadow archetypes and how it shows up compared to the light archetypes, I think really has given me and I know it will give the listeners a much bigger perspective on who they are, and how they can show up even more powerfully to their audience and in their coaching practices. I'm so glad that you came on again. And I want to make sure that anybody who's listening to this and says, oh, I have to find out more about this Emmy, woo. Can you tell us how they can find you? Is there a place that they can check you out? And how can they join in the conversation? 
Absolutely. So you can find all my work and stuff on my website. That's emmywoo.com. I am also on Instagram and Facebook at emmywoo media. Um, and I would love to connect with you. So send me a DM. I would, I love getting to know people in my community and thank you so much, Candy, for having me again. This is as always a joy to connect with you. Oh, thanks so much. All right, everybody, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. And I'll tell you, just being asking the questions and being part of the conversation, I learned so much for myself. So, Emmy, thank you again for joining us. You guys, I will be back with another episode next week. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening today please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.